0: Yo, 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 yo. This is Rob Cruz on Jamboree Radio. Why the beep f- should I care?
1: You know, I want one day voting, and it's really hard for me to say, let's promote this process that is spoiling our elections because it's been used so badly by the Democrats. They're cheating.
0: Miami-Dade County won the popular vote for Republicans. Let me repeat that. miami one, Republican, one, two, one votes. Republican votes,
2: and then when Joe Biden ran, that number dropped. I think 27 or the high 20s, which you know it dropped, but you know they still sure. voted him in. And now in the past midterms, um, uh, Ron DeSantis, I mean, overwhelmingly won Miami Day. Miami, Day, Miami Day.
0: I want to take you back today, back to a time in 2022. It's November 8th. It's 7 p.m. The political witching hour begins as the numbers start to show up on the big and little screens alike. As the chips begin to fall in place, the blood, sweat, and tears come down to what feels like the longest two to three hours of the campaign season. As the data trickles in, a pattern begins to form. Every Democrat candidate in Illinois seemingly has a two-to-one lead over every other Republican candidate. This is where we lost most if not all of these elections. It's hard to win in a constant catch-up mode while trailing by a third of the vote. The signs are there, but if we're being honest, we ignored them. According to Cranes, there was a million early vote ballots cast in Illinois. All the candidates that ran on the Republican side will tell you that we won on election day. That's because we did. But being down over 30 points going into election day, to curb it into 17 to 11 percent on a statewide level. It's just something that's consistently happened since 2020 and 2022, since I've been involved in the political game. Other areas are adjusting and adapting, and it's sad to see that Illinois is not ready to do that. You know, look at places like Florida. We've had on a guest of our show today, Angie Wong, who moved from New York down to Florida as of what she likes to refer to as a New York refugee, and engaged in the political environment there down in Florida, which has become a predominantly red state. But when you start looking and jumping in and deep diving into how is Florida a red state, let's go look at the big metropolitan areas like Miami-Dade County. Miami-Dade County won the popular vote for Republicans. Let me repeat that. Miami won Republican votes. How did that happen? a lot of converting Democrats, a lot of vote by mail and embracing ballot harvesting did that. In Florida alone, 2.1 million Republicans in the whole state filled out a mail-in ballot. In Miami, it was somewhere around 700 or 800,000. They embraced that early voting is more convenient thus far for the working class who mostly are conservative and Republicans, it's an easier way to get to the poll. Now, in Illinois, we have seemed to reject it. We tell anybody who was interested in it that they're being fraudulent and they don't want anything to do with it. I think that's an excuse for the fear of trying to engage in it and the fear of failure if it doesn't work out. But the irony is is we're already failing there isn't a place here in illinois that isn't ballot harvesting to the tune of a one-third advantage in out of the chicago and will county area let's compare the two let's compare miami and chicago 2.7 p- million people live in the county more people live here and cook because it's a little bit bigger but in miami by itself we have tons of cubans We have lots of, you know, homosexual, LGBTQ people, and, you know, a lot of the business class who moves down from New York. Chicago has a similar environment. We're actually a third more with, you know, the African-American community and black folks moving in, you know, up into the north. If they can win their state popular vote election, why can't that be done here? I think it's because we're afraid to get out there and start to ballot harvest, and we use the excuse that it's fraud to cover up our fear. And... There's a lot of grassroots people out here. There's, you know, everyone's saying they're grassroots and that's like the new thing to say. Fine, I can go along with that. And regardless of me being conservative or moderate or even a a progressive, my belief system has nothing to do on how I collect the votes to support my belief system. Adjusting how we attack on, on, on election day or on elections in general needs to be either discussed at a very large rate here in Illinois or, or flat out, start following where other people have had success. Look at Florida: two point one million registered Republicans voted by mail, opposed to one point eight million Democrats. I have to go back and look at the statistics here, but I would say it was roughly seven hundred thousand to three hundred, if that. Because if everybody came out with a sixty, you know, two to one lead, it has to be two thirds, obviously. So in Illinois, we choose not to engage in this. And it's it's just flat out losing strategy. It's a losing culture. The culture that we have designed here in Illinois, which in the 90s was acting as a Republican state with house majorities for a couple of years in the 90s, governors, state's attorneys, all coming in red. And this state was on a trajectory where Ronald Reagan won it in 1984 and George Bush won it in 1988. That's not that long ago. So how do we get back to it? What do we need to do? How do we have to get involved to get back to that? that. that. First off, I spoke with Annie from Illinois Freedom Alliance
3: to get her views on the voting mechanics here in
0: Illinois.
3: And let me ask you a question. Are you aware that Miami-Dade County won the popular vote for Republicans? No. See, a lot of people aren't. And there are 2.7 million people that live in that county. So they won straight up. they didn't have to cover 30 percent. they won 50 something percent of people in South Florida changed their votes or voted for Republicans
1: and when they and they actually came out and voted that's the big thing. Well
3: I asked her I said, what is the how did you get that accomplished? And her answer directly was they took ballot harvesting serious. So they went around, got people to vote by mail, and turned the percentages over because Biden won that county against Trump by 27%. And then they beat him. This last one, Ron DeSantis, won by 20%. So that's a 40-point move. So for every 100,000 votes, 40,000 either flipped or came out and voted. And according to my homework, half of that was harvesting.
1: Did they do that um, by letting having people drop off their ballots at their church and patriot companies?
3: So the consultants took that seriously and operated harvesting. So it would be like if a consultant said, well, we're going to hire Illinois Freedom Alliance to go out and here's a list of people we need to track down. And Illinois Freedom Alliance would get their people together and then go track down those ballots. And that's how they did it in Miami. So my question is, is what are what are people in your organization thinking about this subject?
1: I would say that it's almost split from the different groups I hear. Some um, want to do it full go full heartedly and others are don't want it to be part of the fraud. They, they don't like the ballot harvesting, don't want it. And I'm on the fence because, you know, I want one day voting. And it's really hard for me to say, let's promote this process that is spoiling our elections because it's been used so badly by the Democrats. They're cheating. They're most likely dropping ballots in there that they mailed several hundred to a post office box. Personally, it just bothers me because it just seems to me like it's escalating the fraud. Even though we're we're saying we're all going to do it fair and square and we don't have the access to print the extra ballots that the other side seems to have the ability to do. I mean, you can't uh, some of these processing centers aren't going to um, to help us in the way they help the left.
3: No, I get that. You know, when people are ordering or, or requesting a, a, a ballot by mail, it comes to your house and then everyone gets a notification that you requested it or if you're asking for it. Yes, one.
1: we get those lists of people that requested them. We, right. we already do that. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: So I think there's two trains of thought, right? One is we've had a negative impact by it already during COVID because we lost. Had we won those elections with bar- ballot harvesting, do you think our opinion would change?
1: Yeah. It, well, and here's the other thing is that this past election, the Illinois Freedom Alliance, we deploy a whole bunch of poll watchers and they use our poll watching app, um, our poll watcher emergency response system. And all of it. what we were having problems with is all of We had big, big storms that day. In fact, a tornado came right down our street in front of Illinois Freedom Alliance. And us brave patriots, what we do is we pull a chair up to the the big windows to sit and watch because it's a big windstorm. But we found out later, well, the roof blew off across the street from us. And one of our volunteers was coming in the door and come, getting out of her car. And the door flew back and broke her nose right right there. This is all election day. Poll, polling places were being closed all over. Power was going out all over. And... It would have been a good time to have everybody had their votes already in.
3: And truth be told, it seems like there's always a power outage or a plumbing failure.
1: Scanner's not working.
3: Yeah. Cause because here's the thing, we're a society starting to trend towards technology, but as we learn, like with De- Ron DeSantis' launch on Twitter, we don't have the support in the back room sometimes to to handle large surges that we're seeing, like on election day. Could you imagine yeah. scanning in millions of ballots to one server? I mean, it, it, what's the possibility of, of something going sideways? It's probably higher than not. And so, you know, so that so there's that school of thought, right? Trying to keep it in one day. And then there's a the school of thought of, well, what if everybody in Illinois, all Republicans, pulled a, 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 a mail-in ballot and just had it in their hand for times like that, or you showed up to the polling place and there was a line out the door, and you got to make it back for practice for your kid because you know it's. Your kids' right is more important than voting at that moment in time.
1: Right, right. right. You're on you your lunch hour. and no, I, don't if, yeah. Yeah. I don't
3: know. Yeah. I don't know what to call it, but you should be able to have it on you. If something goes wrong, then you can turn it in or hand it to the poll watchers that we've selected, right, and say, here's my vote. Make sure it gets counted the right way. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I, I based on what's happened in the past, like, I think that it's, it's probably a good idea um, what we've been telling people is to um, request your ballot and then um, have it turn it in at the polling place that day, and they'll spoil it and give you a new ballot.
3: If you want to vote by person,
1: right? And to vote in person, because yeah. the, the the biggest concern that the experts have is that once you have turned in that mail-in ballot, now they know who has voted, and so they can They they take the people that haven't voted and they can drop ballots for them all day long because they know, hey, this person hasn't voted in five years. It's not like they're going to show up today. So it narrows their focus onto the ones that have not turned in a ballot. And those are the ones that, you know, some of the experts have proven that those those addresses or those registered voters are getting ballots or are are voting and you go knock on the door. I mean, we did a lot of canvassing here from the Illinois Freedom List. We've done a lot of canvassing and there's a lot of people who say they did not vote. But yet a ballot was turned in in their name, and we, and that's why the 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 outline, the idea to get your ballot ahead of time, because they don't know now, they can't use yours. And then once you turn it in, though, then they know. Okay, that narrows their focus. They only have to be watching for the other ones that haven't voted yet, and they can drop ballots in their place.
3: Right. So, so in theory, then, if every Republican pulled a couple million, their their focus couldn't be narrowed. It would have to be enlarged, right? Yeah. To a point where they couldn't handle it.
1: That, yeah, that's yeah. Because then they they know or now they know. Hey, all these ballots, those ballots are out. We can't steal those, mm-hmm. right? And then we then the other part of that, as far as like the, there's a, it affects the poll watching requirements because we have a terrible time getting enough citizens to. We have nine thousand polling places in Illinois, and in any given year you may have one or two thousand out. We train thousands, and we were we were lucky to get ninety
3: out, ninety a hundred out. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's uh, a if you great get a, job, right? It's a nice right. job to go watch ballots. I did it. And it's for quite be honest. It's boring. Right. Right.
1: But the thing is, what we've what we kind of have what we've learned in the last couple of elections is that our recruitment um, of, of, is to get people to go and watch the vote ballots coming in at the at the clerk's office, you ha- because that's where the majority of the ballots are passing anymore. Is early voting and you need to have people down there watching them um, do the whole process. You need, we need poll watches for like 45 days.
3: And we're just never, and I shouldn't say never, I don't want to sound discouraging. It's going to take longer than anticipated to actually meet that requirement if we could ever meet it in general. Because we don't work side by side with unions. Unions are sending their people to the poll watching situations while they're being paid for their other job.
1: But what about this, Rob? This is all these millionaires who who donate money to causes in Illinois. Why aren't they paying poll watchers? Our app. The app we have costs money. You know, we ha- we it costs us money to to buy our license for it. It costs us money every month to maintain a, a secure server. We so we we thought well we we'll, we don't want to charge poll watchers to use it, but we thought well maybe people will sponsor a poll watcher. People that don't want to poll watch, perhaps they'd give us forty five bucks a, a year, so that that offsets the cost of having the system, and um, it just. You know so we did a big campaign sponsor a pool watcher and we didn't get anything you know we I mean I think we we had I think three people and I, I imagine we spent it was on maybe 30 or 40 50,000 emails that went out as a tagline or you know yeah. ad across social media how many times did that hit you know if we could just get a big donor like some of these people that are donating hundreds of thousands of dollars of, just have think how that could go to recruit poll watchers.
3: It, it's 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 kind of kind of boils down to mechanics aren't sexy part of the campaigning stuff. It's the messaging and the content, and I guess a good a good way to put it is, you know, mechanics matter in these elections because the vote can be swayed by non-messaging issues. Like I know so many people who just get their ballot. They know who they're going to vote for, has nothing to do with the issues, has everything to do with, they like what that person said, or they like the way they handle this situation. And I think Illinois needs to get on board with
0: mechanics over
3: messaging first.
0: First, first. I had Annie on our show from Illinois Freedom Alliance, and one of her comments was, why aren't investors putting money into the poll watching system so that we can count these votes. It's because why invest in that when the votes are already coming in? Why not invest and go get the votes and have every Republican in Illinois request a mail-in ballot so that when the storm comes like it did during the election for school boards or the power outages come in like it does in the mount greenwood and in chicago areas or when the pipes burst in dupage county or the servers are overrun in certain areas in Illinois, that you have your ballot in hand and we still have two weeks after the election if you turn it in during the election day for it to be counted. Why aren't we doing this? Why do we suffer through being the complaining Republicans who lose and then complain and complain and complain? I'll tell you why. Because we like it. Because if we didn't like it, we would stop Doing it. It's like that person who goes to the gym. They're afraid to go to the gym if they haven't been there in a while because they're probably not looking like their best selves. And they're afraid to get in there and do workouts next to people who are. But what they don't know is that the people who are already there, when they see them, they're happy they're there and they're happy to help you because they want you to be the best physical version of yourself. But that's insecurity of taking a step on the unknown is what's holding back not just the people going to the gym, but the people in the Republican Party. It's the most insecure place I've ever been a part of when it comes to a team. Everybody is putting their egos first, it seems like, and they're not willing to check their egos at the door where you leave no personal battles and get to work on the solving the problems. The problems can be solved here in Illinois. Like I said, back in 1988, This was a Republican-run state. So how do we get there? The answer to that question is very complex. It's average people, business people, need to start getting involved in the political realm to a certain extent. You're worried about being canceled, or you're worried about how business is gonna do because you gotta serve both parties. That's fine. Nobody's asking you to display a sign on your front door that says, I'm running as a Republican. But we do need to get involved and take open committee seats, help organize, potential employees or com- a community activists, places to, to organize and you know move votes in and out of there. We've gotta go find other places that have been successful in ballot harvesting and, and learn their system and apply it to our rules. These are things that need to happen sooner rather than later. Take a look at another place. You know, In California, we flipped the house because Southern California, south of LA, just south of Orange County, right in that between San Diego and, Orange County, they flipped a bunch of seats using ballot harvesting. Because in California, everybody gets a mail-in ballot. I have a few friends out there. One of my friends got six of them. So they got together, organized grassroots groups, took investor money, and put it into their grassroots efforts of calling in, calling in, calling in. Let's pick up a mail ballot here. Let's pick a mail ballot up there. And they move the margin numbers. You know, A 3% move in a margin is a 6% win. Well, in Illinois, we need a little bit bigger than that, but we can't start and hope that we're gonna go from zero to 10. It's gotta start with three and four and five, and it's gonna take a few cycles to do so. But the question I have for all the grassroots leaders and grassroots people and politicians and party leadership, are you ready to truly commit to ballot harvesting and putting your egos to the side and solving a problem like you would at work? Because everyone says they are, and then the election season starts and it goes right by the wayside. I guarantee you that we will have Republicans running in this election talking about how we need to get back to one day voting when you're not even sniffing the majority of control of the government to even make that possible. And to me, that makes you a liar. Don't tell people you can do stuff that you can't do. What we should be doing is encouraging all of our Republican brethren, whether you're moderate, conservative, whatever you are, and you're not with this socialist progressive movement, you all need to pull a mail-in ballot in case they try to pull some funny business on election day. Or how many people have said, yeah, I'm going to go vote this year, and then practice came up, and work came up, and life comes up, and you don't show up and say, ah, man, that sucks. It probably wouldn't have mattered anyway. Well, if 10,000 people are saying that, or 100,000 people are saying that, it will matter. But if you have that vote in your hand, you can then turn it in on your own. And and all the people out there who say, Rob, there's too much fraud going on in vote-by-mail Prove it. There's only one way to prove it, is for everyone to engage in it and then show, hey, we, we have recorded at least a million Republicans that voted, but you only have 800,000. What happened to the other 200? That's provable. And yeah, I saw you know um, 2,000 mules, and it was f- extremely suspicious. People going to ballot boxes and stuffing them, breaking the rules of engagement, to be honest with you. And maybe fraudulently doing some of those votes themselves. But nothing's ever happened of it. And we don't have anything concrete in our hand like a report saying we had 1.2 million Republicans pull mail-in ballots and turn them in and you only counted us for 950,000. That's a provable fact. So if we want to continue to throw fits and complain after we lose elections, then so be it. There's nothing we can do about that. But I don't want to be a part of that. I wanna be a part of engaging in the rules of election harvesting and using them to our advantage so that the people that we want in office can get in there and remove things like the Safety Act, remove things like the curriculum for education, remove things like higher property taxes so that businesses wanna come here, revamp what our training facilities look like for the two thirds of people who can't get into college or don't wanna go to college and end up working in entrepreneurial union jobs and fixing your AC on 90 degree days and fixing your heat or giving you new electrical service so that you can plug in all your new toys or when the pipes burst in the winter time, they can come and fix it. Education system has abandoned that for liberal arts and now they want all their money back because the kids realize that they can't get a job in liberal arts. That's how we will get to the finish line. And if you disagree, then it's time for you to go. It's time for next-gen GOPers to step up, organize themselves, get a ballot harvesting program, train in it, operate it, learn it, execute it in their sleep, and compete at the big league level that these progressives have put in our lap. Because if we're being 100% honest, the progressives are kicking our asses. We have a great opportunity as Illinoisans to collect resources, revenues, game plans, data, to create a harvesting operation as the next generation of elections start to turn over in the next decade or two. You know, this is a goal project that should have 2030 as its first marker, because it's gonna take us a little time to learn how to do this. And we need to get grassroots organizations on board. You know, organizations like Awake Illinois, like Moms for Liberty, Illinois Freedom Alliance that I that I know personally. We can all work together to get this project accomplished. There doesn't need to be animosity or egos that get in the way of trying to operate this thing. Because if you continue to do so, all you're doing is looking for headlines and so that you can be famous. And being famous isn't gonna change the law. And that's what it feels like to me at times where the people that are, are fighting for the right things, they just wanna be famous. They don't care if they change the laws because they don't really have the ability to do so. They don't take the steps to step into these areas and change the rules. Instead, they go on TV shows, they go on talk shows, they go on podcasts, you know, and that's great. I'm doing a podcast. But the purpose of my podcast is to try and really look, self-reflect. What do I need to do to get better? What do I need to do to win? I mean, it's not a secret. I finished in last place in the sixth congressional primary. I haven't finished in last place in anything in my whole life. So how do I get better? What do I need to do next to get better so that never happens again? And to me, the first step is mechanics over messaging. I have to create or be a part of the team and help create an operation that can harvest so that as candidates come and go, the one thing that stays certain, the one fixture, is that we have operations that can help get our candidates in where we're not relying on election day to do so. Donald Trump said, and I quote, The radical Democrats have used ballot harvesting to cancel out your vote and walk away with elections that they should never have won. But I'm doing something huge to fight back. Our presidential campaign will launch our own ballot harvesting fund in the states where the left has been cheating the system. Please help us by making a contribution to brand new ballot harvesting fund to harvest ballots in states where we can and beat the Democrats at their own game. Donald Trump said this on February 12th, 2023 to an article called Inside the Beltway, Donald Trump to counter Democrats' ballot harvesting with his own in the Washington Times. So all my MAGA-faithful, Trump-loving patriots, ballot harvesting is the only way that MAGA will win. It will not win in states like Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona, without the help of its surrounding states and a harvesting effort to get ballots in front of republicans to make it more convenient so more people will vote half the people in this country primarily in midterms don't vote one reason could be cuz it's not convenient there's a lot of things going on in your daily lives you got kids you got practice you got your job you got your family life you've got your marriage a lot of things are happening now more than it did in the, in the past converting to a Vote by mail is more convenient, it's simpler, and you can avoid election day funny business by arming yourself with a ballot just in case these guys try to pull a fast one on election day, which they've been doing. Anyone who watches or listens to Facebook will tell you. Mount Greenwood uses Sharpies. DuPage has electrical issues. Cook County will have plumbing issues. So go get your ballot today. today. After Ann, I spoke to Angie
3: Wong of Legacy Pack on how Miami-Dade Republicans won the popular vote in the midterms of 2022. That's my my first question. I think nobody really brings this up as much as we should, not just politicians, but but conservative media. Miami-Dade County, correct me if I'm wrong, voted Republican in the midterm, correct? That's right. Well, wouldn't that be then the largest conservative County in America, you know,
2: uh, you know, I was thinking about the this week. international city attached to it, like Miami. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm, I'm going to I'm probably going to mess up these numbers a little bit. But uh, in 2016, when Hillary Clinton ran, she won by like 60 percent, uh, over 60 percent. Right. And then when Joe Biden ran, that number dropped, to, I think, 27 or the high 20s, mm-hmm. which, you know, it dropped. But, you know, they still yeah. voted him in. And now in the past midterms, um, uh, Ron DeSantis, I mean, overwhelmingly won Miami Day. Now, we have a lot of theories on that. I saw what was happening on the ground here as far as elections go. It was probably the first time Republicans took ballot harvesting seriously. And this was a test case. And I remember there was one weekend where Ron DeSantis had a scheduled rally in, in Miami. And then... Like within a day or two of announcing it, Trump then announces his rally in Miami Day the very same day, because uh, it's Trump, uh, just hours before Ron DeSantis's rally. And so the two men were, they knew what Miami was going to look like. They wanted both to take credit for the massive uh, GOP flip, you know, for, for turning something like Miami Day completely red. But I'll tell you, neither, yeah, ballot harvesting, great campaigning, right. sure. But ultimately, it's the Cubans right? They don't want to see any of this like leftist crap, uh, you know, and they're into
3: the, and they're into the harvesting or uh, that's a terrible way to put it. It it, it is what it is. They're into the vote by mail because they're busy. They got to go to work. They got to go get their kids. And sometimes there's not a lot of hours in the day to go vote. It's not a priority anymore as it used to be in the fifties and sixties. It's just not. And people are busy. They have a lot of people have multiple jobs, right? How many single parents vote by mail? You know, it's tons. So let me let me let me dive into that a little bit. So you say ballot harvesting. I'm in a big advocate for that. I know we've talked about it here in Illinois. What are some of the groups that were behind this effort that you could see from the ground that actually made inroads?
2: On the Republican side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are hired agencies. I mean, these are legit consultancy firms. They do the grassroots stuff. You hire them to, you know, basically hand out your palm cards just a couple of cycles ago. Now, not only are they handing out palm cards, there's a full blown effort into, and again, all of it legitimate. Uh, the very first round would be to give um uh, it's not mail-in ballots, but they are, I guess, like the application for mail-in ballots. Then they knock on the door a second time. Hi, ma'am, can I help you with anything? I can't vote for you, but if you need any help, I'm here. I just want to remind you that Tuesday's a deadline. Please send it in before Tuesday, blah, 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 blah. And then they knock on the door a few more times. So um, I'm looking at Ron DeSantis' ground game in Iowa right now, in other states, but his team has been told that in Iowa, they have to knock on the same door five times to get the result. Very old school campaigning, right? In New Hampshire, I think it's four times they have to the knock on the door, and they have you know strategies for each and every state. That stuff works. It's advertising. You know this, Rob. You know if I look at the same product seven times, I'm going to buy it. Likely, yeah, at, some point, that's how will, at some
3: point you will if you if you if you favor it or you like it, right? At, at the time of this interview, we officially got into the. Trump versus DeSantis. It's official, right? Um, What are some of the things that you're hearing and seeing on the ground level that people just wouldn't know about? Um, And you don't have to give away any trade secrets. But what are some of the, the indicators of what you're seeing?
2: I see a lot here in Florida. I mean, the battleground is here. It's pretty incredible. So prior to DeSantis announcing, and of course, he was ramping up for this announcement, um, we saw 13 congressional members, sitting congressional members, endorse Donald John Trump right before DeSantis even had a shot to announce. They got in there. They're just like they're poking holes in his campaign even before he jumps in. Uh, in the, I, I'm not going to mention which congressman, but there was one or two congressmen that got a phone call from DeSantis saying, do not endorse until I announce. Please do not do that. At least wait. And then, of course, the next day they endorse Donald J. Trump. Um, But it also showed me which congressional members, because we have more than 13, well, which one didn't vote for or did endorse Trump when when asked. So that was an interesting kind of like line in the sand in Florida. Now, when DeSantis announced last week, which we kind of all saw and felt sorry for him, I felt sorry for him because it was just like technical difficulty hell, right?
3: I listened to it. it. It it didn't come off the way they were hoping. It was kind of a test run. I think they were basically saying, let's test pilot a a, a a big announcement like this on our Twitter spaces to see what we can handle. They found out that they couldn't handle as much as they thought. But for all, for all intents and purposes, I think people kind of knew he was already coming out. It was it was like the worst kept secret in America. You know, Was it a great start? No, it wasn't.
2: Oh, it was horrible for all people involved. I mean, remember, Elon Musk was like, they're like, wow, this is gonna like launch my, you know, 2.0, Twitter 2.0. Yeah. Right now, given all the technical difficulties and what a flop it was, which really honestly could have been prevented. You and I were, I'm not super technical, but I, I could get techie with you. We could have prevented that. That could have been pre-recorded. It could have been a lot of other things yeah. where we not have those issues, and it could have been stress test. Now it puts Tucker Carlson's new Twitter show in yeah. question because it's like, can they do it? And it it, it sounds like you know you have one shot only to make a first impression, and it completely bombed. So yeah. what else happened today was they rented out uh, the DeSantis team rented out the Four Seasons Hotel here in Miami. They flew in pretty much everyone from Texas. I'm walking around looking at people from Texas I'm like why are you here? And and some Floridians came but I would say like 80% Texans and 20% everybody else. So that tells you who his base is and who which families are supporting him and you know who what's really going on behind the scene. Okay. I mean I've long said that Ron DeSantis is the people it's not the people's choice. Donald Trump is the people's choice. Ron DeSantis is the consultants' choice in this race. And he showed us that at the Four Seasons last week when he announced. Um, the little bit of gossip I can give you was that they booked out the uh, ballroom, right? So you have all these like tourists coming in, Politico people coming in from all around the country. They're all going to the Four Seasons ballroom. And on the stage is like a little TV screen. You know, they're waiting around and it's like six o'clock. It hasn't, the announcement hasn't happened yet. They're all waiting around. Another half an hour goes by. And all they're staring at is a Twitter page that is frozen, right? It was so embarrassing. People were looking at themselves like, is there going to be a show? Is Ron DeSantis coming out? Ron DeSantis did not even come out on stage to his own launch party. That's how embarrassing the whole thing was.
3: Hmm. I mean.
2: Imagine flying over here and not getting a show.
3: That would Baldur. be highly, it's highly irregular.
2: Look, I mean, despite all that, look, he's, I, I still think Ron DeSantis, I, I still like him a lot. I mean, I, I, of course, I love President Trump and I think it is President Trump's time. But I think Ron DeSantis is a really good campaigner. And finally, we get to see a real fight.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, and and to be honest, let's be fair. We have two really good candidates. I mean, Ron DeSantis is not... He's not a bum you know he's a he's a solid candidate he's younger I think you know if you do some pros and cons he's a little younger he's closer to my age you know people my age probably feel a little bit more um Allegiance to him based on the age and his accomplishments thus far he kind of gives off a sense his his name is Ron it sounds like Ron Reagan right Ron DeSantis Ron Reagan there's a lot of in Illinois there's a lot of similarities to him and what we would view you know like Ronald Reagan because Ronald Reagan was a populist guy who could get Democrats to come on board. And it seems like, like when we talk about flipping Miami-Dade County, that means he had Democrats vote for him. So that, but then you have Trump, right? You come in with the positive with Trump is he's going to clean house, right? He came in in 2016, economy took off, everyone was doing well. I didn't like him per se all the time. But, uh, you know, as as my wife likes to joke, I don't always love, or I don't, I always love you, but I don't always like you. Okay. And that's the kind of relationship I think people are having with Trump, where, man, they really enjoyed the fruits of the of the economy and the fruits of the labor, but just didn't like how the harvest was pulled off, so to speak. And, and with him, I think the knock on him sometimes is he can be too abrasive, can be too upfront and in your face. That's the part I personally like about him, you know, because I think there's too much sugarcoating going on in politics. Everyone's trying to say the things that trend and instead of saying how they really feel, so let, let's get into Trump. You know, what what do you think his impact has been? You know, and in the party politics, all of it. What, what's his impact been?
2: Oh well, uh, he's essentially created a new pocket of new Republicans, right? Yeah. This is something that how I kind of got in. Look, I was um, a foreign correspondent for a good period of time, and so I got to see the 2014 to 2015 early bits of the presidential cycles uh, and elections, right, where Trump was a complete joke. People were writing him off. At least overseas, they were. Um, And even when I got back to stateside, I saw that people just didn't take him seriously. He was the apprentice guy, right? But how come he got so many votes, right? It was definitely, was in the bag for Hillary. So. I got to understand that, and I and I drove around the U.S. and I looked at everyone who had Trump, Pence, Long signs, and I I just really got it after that because the news media was telling me that Trump is a joke. That's all they were interested in telling me was that he can't do it. He's he's like a an an entertainer, right? Um, But when I got to see real America, I really thought, oh boy, this this this, this is real. This is real.